Shop Amazon for last minute gifts. Great deals for everyone on your list. Gifts for mom and gifts for dad. Even for your sister and your brother Chad. Ah shoot, we didn't realize we were supposed to get a gift for our dog walker guy. We almost forgot about our dentist, Dr. Kerr. We didn't expect to get a gift from her. Or our cousin, I forget his name. He got us something nice, better reciprocate. For last minute deals on gifts for people you forgot. Get fast and free shipping at Amazon. Okay, brilliant. <laughs> it's sometimes brilliant. It makes me laugh because when you, when you say brilliant, it sounds like you're saying billion. Billion. <laughs> billion. I like that it. Oh, nice billion. one, Sam. Just, just, slag off, just slag off your main talent's fucking <laughs> speech impediment there. No, I, speech impediment. I, don't really, I don't really like that. It's like, it, it's like <laughs> using your own name as a congratulatory word. It's like if I went like, oh, Samtastic. Like, <laughs> 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 billion and Samtastic. Oh my God, I feel like we should all have our own one of those and then we can get them on t-shirts for the live show. <laughs> Wait, what would yours be? I don't know. Amazing. Amazing. No, that's crap. Ugh. That's like fucking Nicole Scherzinger. What does she say? Shamazing. I hate that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's shamazing. The Gossip Gaze. The Gossip Gaze. This week on a jam-packed show, Billy has all the deets on how to get a free HIV home testing kit. Danny has had an altercation in Aldi. And things get heated when talking about Adele's weight loss. Yes, they do. Hi. Oh my God, you look like Buddha. Fuck off. I'm feeling <laughs> me fantasy. That's not a nice way to start the show. I look good. No, only, only because you've got like... What is that on your head? What would you call that? Oh, this is a turban, honey. Right, And it matches sorry. my kimono and my matching shorts. Gorgeous. In fact, you got your I actually... out. <laughs> I've been in the garden all morning. I got up early and left Joe in bed. Yeah. And um, just went and sat in the garden. It was so zen. It was quiet. All the birds were around me. You got and your water feature dress... on the go. Oh, the... that was going. I yeah. fed me fish. I sat there with a coffee <laughs> contemplating the world. Do you know what I've decided? Go on. I think I've got that sad disorder. SAD. Whatever it's called. Yeah, I, I don't know what it stands for, but I know somebody who's got it, actually. I know like, what it stands for. proper. What's Seasonal Effectiveness Disorder. Right, sad. Yeah. Because when the sun's out, do you feel really happy? Gorgeous. I am so happy today. Plus, I've had a quadruple coffee, but let's not talk about that. <laughs> um, <laughs> Plus a line of cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> Plus some stimulants. Um, <laughs> no, I have I've been so happy it's been in the sun. Last week and the week before when it, the rain came. Yeah. <laughs> I'm talking about it like it's a plague when the rain came. <laughs> I was... I had no motivation to do anything. I was... Anyway, I was just rotten. The last few days the sun's been out. Mm. I have got dirty fingernails. Can you see that? Minging, yep. <laughs> They're not minging. <laughs> minging. There, I planted loads of plants up last yesterday. Do you know what? You did actually send me some pictures in your garden. Is looking like Grand Force has been in there. What's the face? Has been Honest in there. Alan Charlie Dimmock's been in there without no bra on. <laughs> Flouncing her nipples round. Sorting my water features out. It's like a little oh. oasis. 
Yeah, it is nice. I can't actually wait to come round and sit in that hammock that you've got and just have a little, like, lovely chill in the garden. And do you know what? I can see the sun beaming through your window. It looks sunny in Leeds. It's only just hit today. The last couple of days, it's been gloomy, minging, and horrible. This is, this is like weather forecast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> move, o- move over, Owen, gay weatherman. The gossip... Imagine we did a gossip gaze takeover for the BBC and we did the weather. I'd die. <laughs> Dream club, Jim. But it looks beaming there. Listen, it what's is. happened to you this week? Because I've Before, got a story to tell you in a minute. I've been waiting for this story because you sent me a voice note yesterday and was like, oh, I've got so much to tell you, but I can't tell you till tomorrow when we do the podcast. And I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I think you should go well, first. I want to know what... Uh, serious? All right, I can go first. Mine's just a little bit... <laughs> do you know my major thing I've done this week? This is how boring I've been. If you even mention these exercise videos you've been putting up, no, I um I've eaten my bum. <laughs> oh no! So you've had sweaty crack syndrome all week. That's that's what I was going to bring up because right, it was like a jungle down there. And then do you know when you take it off? I don't know if you do it. I don't know if you leave yours. Yeah, SWS. It's called what, sweaty crack syndrome. Oh no, sorry, SCS. It's called. Sweaty crack syndrome. Sweaty crack syndrome. Well, when the it first rubs time, your cheeks together. Well, the first time that a drop of sweat went down my cheeks, it scared me. Yeah, I jumped up. I thought it was a rat. <laughs> <laughs> a rat? How big you crack? <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I've eaten that off this week, and since then, like, oh, I've just had this sweatiest. I, d- I don't even want to know why you've eaten your bum in isolation when you're just in isolation with your mum. I'm presuming you two are more thirsty pictures on this fucking. <laughs> OnlyFans ah. fucking group you've got going on. <laughs> <laughs> You're vile. Is it like two white chocolate Maltesers because it's not got no sun? Yeah. You need it to makes it look bigger, sunbathing. I think when you've got a white bum and the rest of you is a bit brown, it makes it look a bit bigger. Oh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, because they're like the colour contrast. I, I don't need mine looking any bigger, for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> People don't go and ask for the Kim Kardashian anymore. When they go to Turkey for a BBL, they go and ask for the Danny Beard. <laughs> I want to look like I've eaten non-stop for five weeks as isolation and not moved. <laughs> oh, Listen, funny. something happened to me yesterday that... Well, one, got me heart pumping. Two, got me raging. Three, got me laughing. I went through a range of emotions. Wow. And it was all in the space of half an hour via an Aldi car park and an Aldi. Is this the first time you've had a little locomotion in the Aldi car park? I feel like you've had one before. Have I? Where you were in a car with somebody else. Okay, no, that was a while. That was like two years ago. And that, I think, have we not, have we discussed this on the show? I think so, yeah. I think that's why I'm bringing Basically, it up. Basically, two years ago, I, I didn't realise, but I'd driven... Oh, this is so embarrassing. Two years ago, when I, it was when I had that convertible yeah. um, BMW, the one that I smashed into a million pieces on the way into Panto and nearly killed myself in. <laughs> yeah, um, that's not funny, but... <laughs> that car, yeah? Yeah. Um, well, I didn't realise it was like the first day of sun. All year, yes. It was probably fucking August or something. And it was the first day of sun all year. So I had the roof off and I was just so happy singing along in my own mind. I didn't realise I'd driven on the wrong side of the road. Yeah. So someone was beeping and I thought, who's beeping? And I went, all right, calm down. And they were like, beep, beep, beep. And I was like, all right. And they were like screaming and I was like, calm down. And they were still screaming at me. So I was like, oh, fuck off, you fat prick. 
prick. Did I say fat prick? No, that's not me. I wouldn't have said that. I probably called them a cunt. Anyway, <laughs> when I got home, I realised it was my neighbour from two doors down. <laughs> <laughs> so what's this new and story? I was, that, that was an example of me being a major cunt, by the way. But that's not a setup for this story where I wasn't the major cunt, okay? I've said right, the so C-U-N-T word person. about ten times now as well, so... Sorry to everyone and whoever's editing this week because that's a lot of bleeps. Uh, listen, I went to Aldi and everyone queues outside, don't they now? Yeah. And at my Aldi outside, they have a cleaning station so you can wipe your trolley down, get hand sanitizer. Yeah, they do at mine as well, yeah. Brilliant. Brilliant. Oh, side note, I went to M&S. This is the difference. I mean, we're not sponsored here, but this is the difference. Queued yeah. for M&S. I went in there to get some plants. Um, and they have a woman outside with a Kylie Hivis helmet on. <laughs> like she's in the La 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 video. Yeah. Yeah. What, what's that song? La La La. Can't get you out of my head. Can't get you out of my head. She stood there. Poor woman's about 90 as well. <laughs> she's wiping the baskets and everything down for you and handing you them. Wow. Would you like a basket or a trolley, sir? And I went, oh, I'm all right. Thank you, love. She said to the woman in front of me, would you like a basket or a trolley, madam? She went, oh, I'd like a trolley, please. She gets the pound in her glove, goes and puts it in the thing for you and wipe the trolley down and give her the trolley. Wow. Yeah. Service with a smile. Anyway, yeah. back to Aldi. Yeah. I'm in the Aldi car park, goes queues up. Now, the queue, weirdly, in my Aldi, the Aldi nearest me for some reason, happens in inside the trolley right. barrier. It doesn't near me, but I understand what you're saying. Do you know what I'm saying? You know, they have yeah. the metal trolley barrier. People queue inside there. So right, I okay. walk in there to get my trolley and go to the queue. Well, I go past the hand sanitizer station. And this woman, who was a large lady, 50 to 60, at first I thought she was with her husband. Later on, I realised I think she had like an older son. With a ball patch. And I'm just trying to paint in the picture here. Yeah, you see it in my head. Come on. You see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she went under her breath, but loud enough so I could hear, two metres are you? And I thought, she's not speaking to me. I was Firstly, I was nowhere near her. Secondly, yeah. she was stood next to the hand sanitizer station. I had right. to go around the hand sanitizer station to get the trolley. Do you follow me? Yeah. Do you follow the, the logic here? Yeah. And I went, excuse me. And she went, I said, two metres are yeah. And I went, well, there's nowhere else to walk, love. You stood next to the hand sanitizer station. I'm walking past you. I'm not coughing on you. I'm not standing near you. I'm not exchanging any, you know, any conversation with you. I'm walking past you. And she muttered something under her breath. And I went, oh, hey, love, you need to pick your battles. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like, leave it. Anyway, I thought, whoa, this woman's nuts. Going round Aldi, I'm getting me bits for me barbecue, I'm getting me, getting me toilet roll, you know what I mean, getting me stuff, getting me sanitary yeah. pads to put in my pants. Uh, by the way, I love the Aldi sanitary pads at night time. What, are they thick? <laughs> they're nice and thick and they're quilted and it doesn't right. feel too much like I'm wearing a nappy. Anyway, <laughs> I observe this woman as I'm on, yeah. the, lady, I'm, as I'm on the lady sanitary aisle, <clears throat> just doing what I was doing. Yeah. Making her way round the place. I mean, actually, I was actually following the two-metre rule within inside there. Yeah. Probably because she just said something to me, made me think, oh, God, I better really keep me... This bitch is darting in and out like Lewis Hamilton, 
like a trolley is a fucking Formula One car. Right. <laughs> so anyway, she's winding me up because I can see her now ducking and diving and swiping things into a trolley like she's on fucking supermarket suite with Dale Winton. Right. <laughs> so I couldn't help myself. I was queuing up. I'd got me full shot. She's behind me. She's about not even a metre behind me. Right. So I swivelled on my heel like a good gay should. And I goes, two metres, are ya? <gasps> well, <laughs> she couldn't handle it. <laughs> like she was revving up some kind of hard fucking lawnmower. And she goes, well, I'm, I'm trying to get to the bread and you're stood near it. And she did this funny thing with a voice and I went, I'm just pointing out something that you pointed out to me, hon. I went, it is impossible to be two metres from everyone at all times, isn't it? I said, but we're all trying our best. She went, oh, I bet you think you've got a massive dick. <gasps> she didn't say that. She did. Well, what? I nearly died. I'm dying now. I can't believe she said that. And I that. went, hon. I went, you need to calm down because you're making a show of yourself. She went, excuse me, I'm trying to get to the bread. And I really shouldn't have done this. But I went, no. (laughs) And then she came right up in my face. She went, you're a horrible man. And just screamed in my face. Wow. In my face. So I'm thinking, now I'm thinking, well, one... When I just walked past you earlier, you weren't really bothered about someone being two metres because you just screamed in my face. Yeah. And I went, do you know what, hon? I was actually really proud at how calm I stayed. I went, now is the time that we all need to be nice to one another. I said, no, you don't know what's going on in my personal life and I don't know what's going on in your personal life. So let's all try and be a bit nicer to one another rather than having this weird rage as you're walking around the Aldi. I went, because you're not doing anyone any favours. At this point, you know, when you get that low-level tremor. Oh, my God, yeah. I was shaking. I was shaking as if I'd just had a big bust up on national television. Do you know what I mean? It was like, (laughs) I felt like fucking Rocky Balboa, like I'd just come out of the ring. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) This is a big altercation for me. Anyone that knows me knows that I will be playing this back on a loop in my mind. And I still am. Yeah. How could I have handled this better? Was I in the wrong? Why did I not just move when she asked me to move from the bread? That was really immature of me. Why am I such a dick? But, as I got to the front of the till, the lady at the cash point went, well done for doing that. And I went, sorry? She went, well done for doing that. She went, you won't believe how people are being at the moment in here. She was like, I'm in here every day. I go to this, I actually now queue up at this same lady. Yeah. Because I chatted to her last week when I went for my weekly <clears> shop. <throat> and she was just like... It's nice to speak to someone... Do you know what I mean? It's nice to speak to the same person. And also this woman basically explained to me that she was off sick before the pandemic and she she doesn't really want to have to work during this pandemic because she's got family living with her that are ill, but she's basically got no choice but to do it. And she's a really nice woman. And anyway, she said to me, thank you for doing that. You won't believe how people are treating each other. Like people have gone crazy during this time and she went and you're right this is the time we should be being nice to one another she went and if anything like that happens to you again hon you just let me or the security guard know and we'll get them thrown out the shop wow yesterday it felt like a massive story to tell you and it's probably a really boring story and actually no that was funny like i said to you i should have just moved when she said can i get near the bread but i thought what are you achieving here 
And I think this is... I know you also text me saying, can we please not mention being on lockdown? All my favourite podcasts are talking about it and I can't listen to them. And this isn't about being in lockdown. This is just about now is the time. In fact, this is something my dad said to me. Now is the time where people will remember how you act. Yeah. So don't be a cunt, was my dad's exact words. Whoa. Yeah. Don't be a cunt. And... I think there's not a better bit of advice. Like, just be a bit nicer. I actually said to her on the way out as well, I hope you have a nice day. She was just raging with foam at her mouth. Right. <laughs> and you know what? I don't know what's gone on in her day to make her get to that point, and she don't know what's gone in mine. But yesterday, on the way home, any person that wanted to go in front of me in the car, I let them. Any person that wanted to jib in, I let them. I'm going to now try my hardest whenever I leave this house during this time to just be as nice to every person that I meet. Oh, good. And then it's really cheesy. But from that little altercation in Aldi. Oh, there you go. We've got this week's name. The one with the altercation in Aldi. Aldi. Brilliant. From that little altercation in Aldi, it's made me think we need to sort our heads out here and stop being uptight with one another. Definitely. Also, what happened to me this week? It's been a busy week. Go on. Now I was having a lie in. And I don't want I don't want to brag, but it was ten o'clock in the morning. I'm not getting up till twelve every day. Really? I'm waking up at half ten and I aim to be out of bed by half eleven. I like my little hour in bed. Joe, Joe's loving it, but that's because he has to get up every day normally for work at 8am. Right. So I'm getting up, leaving him to it, making his brekkie, bringing him brekkie, <clears> and he cooks tea. It's working yeah. perfectly. Dream team. We're getting on. <laughs> anyway, this parcel comes. Nothing, Connie. Knock on the door. The guy stood back. He went, got your parcel. I went, thank you. As with all my parcels that have been coming during this time. Contactless. Yeah. I open it. What do I see? Loaf of bread. Tin of meatballs. What? Tin of marrow fat peas. Tin of beans and sausages. Was it a care package? It was a care package. For who? Wrong house. Wrong house. Right. This person had sent it to the wrong house. She must live on my street. Basically, I thought, what am I going to do with this care package? So... I thought, I'm going to go and knock on all the neighbours. Then was like, actually, that's not a good idea. Going and knocking on all the neighbours, especially if this person's ill or vulnerable or worse. Got the symptoms of corona and that's why she's got it. Yeah. So I ring up the company because there was a sheet in there. And I explained that this isn't for me. Long story short, they couldn't locate this woman because whoever's put the address in has put the wrong address in. So I've got this big box of stuff that I'm dropping off today, actually. At the, um, what do you call it? Food bank. The food bank. Right. I'm taking it to the food bank today. But the reason I mention it is because, you know, people are going on, oh my God, they're, they're rinsing the food bank. So people, people are getting packages and they don't even need it and they're getting all this free stuff. I've seen some, some of this on social medias. Yeah. When I open that care package... I was shocked. Everything was... It was awful. Awful food. It was just really depressing, actually. 
the shampoo bottles were, you know, the little free ones that you get in, in hotels. They've obviously been donated by a hotel, which is lovely. Right, yeah. Everything was just really budget. Right. So my second thought of the week was, we've all got stuff in the cupboards that we've not used for a while. Heinz, yeah. beans, whatever, whatever. If you can't afford to, go to the shop and pick up an extra of something and put it in that food bank. Because actually, I've not put anything into a food bank before. I've never honest. put anything into a food bank either. And seeing the parcel that came yesterday, I am now going to start trying to buy an extra item. Don't get me wrong. I'm as skint as the next bitch at the minute, personally. Yeah. <laughs> as you know. But... I am now going to try and always put something in a food bank because when that parcel came yesterday, it made me realise that actually the people that are relying on this, this is what's coming. Right. And if my mental health has been down the last couple of weeks, when actually I've got an all right life around me, what are other people's like? All ties in with my new little mantra that I'm feeling this week, which is probably why I've got my kimono on and my, my turban, because I just want to spread joy. I feel, oh, like nice. I feel like Gemma Collins. I feel like Gemma Collins. I feel like I'm gonna start writing Namaste on on like the wall at the side of the house. Have a nice day. <laughs> yeah. A peace sign up front of your house. Do, do you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. If we can just be nicer to the people around us, that love will spread. And that's what I want to say this week. Ah, oh, what a lovely thing to end the couch upon. Thanks, babe. I do try. Try and bring the <laughs> try and bring these listeners some good content now and again. Do you know what I mean? It is Absolutely. hard, but I do try. the gossip case so a silver lining in all of this corona pandemic stuff that's going on um hiv is on the down 56 dean street a london-based sexual health clinic have said that the hiv chain is broken because people are not having sex or shouldn't be having sex, or sex isn't happening as much as it would if we weren't on this lockdown. Um, yeah, because when you flick grinder on, there is still people begging for it, isn't there? There is, but the majority, I would say, are not. Yeah, which is that's the minority, not the majority. Yeah. Definitely agree. Which is a brilliant thing. So this means the HIV chain is broken. Obviously, on this show, we always promote PrEP, and obviously it's a fantastic thing and a fantastic drug that has helped reduce the um, HIV rates over the past few years but some people can't afford it some people cannot get on the trials and some people just like go out get drunk and make mistakes and don't use protection and this is where HIV is still creeping and coming along and infecting people within our community but as we're not having that um, they're saying this is a once in a generation's chance to break that chain because when you first contract HIV and then you have sex with someone else, that is when you are most infectious and most likely to pass it on. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, because people are not having sex, and say somebody got it pre-lockdown, they're not then passing it on to somebody else. Because, do you understand what I'm saying? The chain's broken So basically, there. now is the time to get tested. 100%. You need to go get tested now. Is there any ways people can do home tests, Bill? Oh, this is what I'm going to bring to you now, sister. If you go onto testnowstophiv.com, they have all the details on how you can get a home testing kit sent directly to your house for free. You send the test off and then you get your results back very quickly. I think it's two weeks. I'm not sure how long... Should me and you do that? 
Should we do that this week? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I only got tested maybe during lockdown, actually. I've, I've actually been testing that at sex since, so I don't actually want to waste one of these free tests because I don't know if there's okay. a limit on them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you can get tested. I think me and Joe will order one. And then ideally, um, say your test comes back positive, they will get you on the medication, make sure you are undetectable, hopefully, before the lockdown ends and we've broken this chain of HIV. So can I just ask a few questions here? Because I know you've been doing loads of reading this week and I've seen it on your Instagram and you even shared a little thing on our Gossip Gaze Instagram, which if anyone is listening today and not following us is at the Gossip Gaze with a Z. Um, is is this, is this um, new statistic because people aren't being tested and aren't leaving and going out so that's why it looks like it's dropped or is it because people aren't going and having the sex or is this still unknown this is still unknown because i also this also did cross my mind i was thinking well less people are probably going to get tested currently so yeah this is why this this is why the statistic is probably down but i also they also do have a point people are not having sex definitely have a point and also I'm thinking if they if we see a boom again after lockdown, then that might just be the lockdown thing. But what I suppose Dean Street is saying here is let's not let that boom happen. Exactly. Get tested now. Everybody go and get tested now. Tell your sisters, tell your friends, go and get tested now. Especially yeah. just because it is free, like I don't, the, there is no issue, and it's better to know. I know some people, like I know myself, always get this really bad, sick feeling about going to get tested, especially for HIV, and especially when I was younger and un, and uneducated about it. Like yeah. you do have this sort of weird fear, and I think Austin Armacos, Austin Armacost mentioned it on our show where he didn't get tested for years because he was nervous to do it, but. It's better to know so you can get on the treatment and it's not spreading around to other people. And also, I think it's really important that we do end the stigma with this because this isn't what it used to be before our time. What we grew up thinking and knowing about HIV isn't the case now. People live long, happy, healthy lives. I'm hoping that the generation just below us understand that because I know that when I was growing up, it was a feared thing from, like, my parents. Uh, yeah. And, like, I, I can remember, like, some people saying they don't want people to be gay because they get HIV. Like, I can remember, like, my grandparents' generations, like, saying that. But hopefully now, we're a bit more educated, our generation, and the generation below understand that it's not this massive thing like it was in the 80s and 90s. Yeah. And also, I think it's... I think it's... I think it's, it is different now, Bill. It's completely different now. Yeah. And my my, my issue, my only issue is I've never been a massive fan of home test kits. Right. Why? I always prefer people to be tested face-to-face with somebody where they get instant results so that it takes the anxiety away from people and, and that they have the immediate support there in case they aren't ready to deal with that yeah because we can sit here all day so we're blue in the face and say the stigma's changing it's not like it used to be but no one knows how they're going to feel until they're in that position yeah 
We're very lucky. Neither of us have ever been in that position. But all I want to say to anyone who is going to order a home test kit, and I'm going to do this personally myself, I'm going to do this, uh, is whatever those results come back at, it's a step in the right direction for you and your health and for the health of our community in general. Agreed. Absolutely agreed. Wow. Good bit of research there. <clears throat> Let me just give you that website once again if you do want to get your free home test kit uh, to test for HIV. That is testnowstophiv.com. Um, they have all of the tests where you can get them from. They're in London and all across the UK as well. So they give you all the links straight on that website where you can so get what's a that again, Bill? Kit. Sorry. Testnowstophiv.com to get your free home test kit. Do it now, people. Right, let's introduce Sam. Hello, Sam. Hello, how are we doing? <laughs> Billy just went, okay, let's introduce Sam. Hello, Sam. <laughs> Please keep it in. I, I liked that. it. That was like some kind of like fucking... Go on, go on. Can you all hear me, so... by the way? Because I've lowered my little earphones right down here. Yeah, I can hear you. Perfect. <laughs> cool. Uh... Um... So, Sam, it's been a hot minute since you've been on the show. Oh, I like what you did there. It has been a hot minute. <laughs> it just? What have you been up to? What, what have I been up to? Yeah? Um, God, nothing. <laughs> I wish I was up to more. <laughs> I've been doing some PT stuff and PT planning and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and then, because I, I also teach on a podcast module, so I've been tutoring a lot of people. But apart from that... That's for university level, right? Yeah, of course. Of course. Yeah, no GCSEs here, sister. <laughs> can you even do a G- You can probably do a GCSE in podcasting nowadays. You probably you can, can do now. GCSEs in the Beatles, can't you? Yeah, <laughs> so that's stupid. What were you going to say, Danny? Uh, I was just going to check in with you and ask how you were, but Billy was in full Nina Nana ICV News presenter <laughs> mode, so I let her carry on. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I was saying, sorry, uh, a lot of our... I hate using the word fans because I don't want to. I don't want to allude to th- let anyone thinking that we think we're better than anyone else because obviously we are. So um, <laughs> a lot of our, I'm joking. A lot of our um, our listeners have been raving about Sam. I've had messages in my DMs. What what Sam's profile? I want to see what he looks like. Really? Or, yeah, oh, yeah, I think I yeah. think you've taken the listeners by storm, Sam, since you've been on the show. Oh. So I think it's only right that. After the success of Billy versus Danny and your beautiful dulcet tones on the on the podcast waves, that we get you to do <laughs> your own segment from moving forward. What do you think? I like. Well, that's why I've bought a hot minute today. That's okay. exactly for that. So I I'm full of like random facts and dumb shit like that. And I thought probably being with... a university lecturer, right? Yeah, basically, it's all part of it. And I thought <laughs> each week. Or, well, well, we'll try this week. We'll see how it goes anyway. But I kind of want to teach you guys about something, whether it's uh, a fact, a news story, um, dating trends, sex things, anything like that. And the idea is, I'm going to tell you everything you need to know about it, and it's only going to take a hot minute. Okay, so this this could get really interesting. So is this things like... Is this LGBTQ related? Is this what is this just? This, can this be from any corner of the globe? Is this what you're telling us? Yeah, I, I'm going to try keep it LGBTQ related. But if there's things that people want to know about that aren't, then go for it. 
throw them okay. my way or do it. The first one, Danny, was actually your suggestion. Um, okay, because go for it. you said the other day, I want to know about where the word gay comes from and why we use the word gay. And you said that, I and I thought, it. ah, I'm not interested in doing that because I thought <laughs> gay just means happy, job's done. But then I looked into it, and that's not the case at all. It's so much more complicated than that. Oh. Oh my right. God, I'm excited. Right. So, so you ready? just on a flip. <laughs> yeah, come on. <laughs> right, so I'm going to teach you guys all about how the word gay came about, and it's only going to take a hot minute. So, the word gay seems to have first appeared in English around the 12th century. Uh, and like we said earlier, it meant joyful and carefree. Uh, it probably came from French or German words at the time, but it's really hard to tell these kind of things because 12th century, it's ages ago. However, by the 17th century, the word, game, uh, the word gay became associated with immorality. Uh, and this is because of gay's meaning for carefree being used to describe someone loose of morals. Ooh. The Oxford, Ooh. Right? The wow. Oxford Dictionary at the time, by the, the Oxford Dictionary went back that far, uh, actually changed the definition of gay to mean addicted to pleasures. So gay <gasps> essentially meant someone who was hedonistic, but... Bear in mind, it didn't have any connotation to homosexual men. It just meant pleasures in general. In the 19th century, at the 19th century, by the way, just so we're on the same page, this is 1800s, Victorian era, Jack the Ripper, etc., etc. In the 19th century was when the meaning of gay first became more sexual, but not in the way you think. Because at the time, a gay woman was a prostitute, and a gay man was someone who slept with a lot of women. Oh my How lordy. ironic. Wow. Uh, my wow. favourite part of this whole history is that at the time, the phrase gay it meant <laughs> to have sex. So to gay it was just to have sex. <laughs> Let's gay it. Yeah, I think we should bring that back. Yeah. <laughs> During this time, though, uh, the original definition of like joyful and carefree was still around. It's just that wasn't the only meaning. So it was the 1920s where the word gay first started to mean um, a man that slept with a man, but it also meant a man who slept with a lot of women. So to talk about a gay man at the time must have been really confusing. That is confusing. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, It's thought that a lot of homosexual men were referring to each other using the word within the gay community. So it's kind of like an in the know kind of thing but that's why historically it's kind of confusing because does, it was undercover if that makes sense yeah does that link in with like the whole polari movement essentially thing? yeah that's what it's kind of thought as that it was sort of underground terminology um right. which is why it's hard to track because it also meant a man accepts with a lot of women so it was sort of like the perfect cover-up but that's why it's kind of hard to put dates on these things as well because it wasn't public and mainstream wow um but uh, 1938 was the first time the word gay was used in film appearing in bringing up baby so in one scene for this film Cary grant was wearing a feathery robe and when a character asked why he's wearing it he ad-libbed the line because i just went gay however at the time most audiences didn't actually understand what he meant and thought the line just meant carefree so this is thought it might be an indicator that our meaning of gay still wasn't in the mainstream during sort of like 1930s. Uh, oh, I did wow. have to try and find out, by the way, if Cary Grant was gay. Um, 
But he was married to five different women over his life. So in a 19th century kind of way, yeah, he was gay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, and then finally, right, in, the, in 1955, the word gay had a mainstream definition and it finally sort of meant publicly two homosexual males. Uh, interestingly, it's thought that gay men were actually behind the word catching on. A lot of people felt that the word homosexual sounded too clinical and reinforced the idea that gay was an affliction or perversion, so they used gay rather than homosexual, if that makes sense. Yeah, of course. It does um, actually make perfect sense. It, uh, oh, sorry, go on. I was going to say, it makes really good sense, but also, like, so to get one thing straight, people, when they say, oh, gay means happy, have basically cut out about how many hundred years? Yeah, well, it's been, uh, gay mean happy has gone on since the 12th century, so we're talking 900 years. Oh, my wow. lordy. A this final big bit. News. Um at the time, this is still 1950s, gay actually only referred to two men, uh, and the meaning of a woman being a prostitute still lingered about a bit. But since then, obviously, the meanings developed so that it's interchangeable with lesbian, and gay now refers to same-sex sexuality in general, as opposed to just two men. Wow. Wow. Can I ask Sam, so when was the first time that it was put into the Oxford Dictionary, gay equals same-sex relationships as a general whole thing? So that hasn't come up in particular, but from what I can guess, I'm going to say probably around about the 1950s, I'm assuming. Right, because so that was the that's... first time it was in the dictionary as a same-sex relationship. Possibly, because it was in, don't take my word for it, but it was in the Oxford Dictionary in the 17th century, you know? Um, but the 1950s was when it had like a mainstream definition of this is what the word gay means, where it was a bit yeah. more underground before then. So I'm going to say probably around about that time. Oh my god. Don't take my word for it, but let's say then. <laughs> Some people do use the term though, like, oh, I'm having a gay old time. Like, I'm having, it's fun, it's joyful. Yeah, Who says so, that? Old says women that? mainly. <laughs> right, I might say it if I'm at a party and having a good time, I'll say I'm having a gay old time, but that's when loads of days are there. You're so using like, it ironically. It, yeah, exactly. I wouldn't use it. I don't walk down Tesco and hear some, some fella saying to his bed, oh, we're going to have a proper gay time at the weekend. It depends how many women he's sleeping with. Well, that's true. Uh... So weirdly still rooted in the gay, the gay word, if you like, the gay terminology, is that we seek a lot of pleasure, is that we sleep with a lot of people. It is a bit of a stereotype of the queer community, isn't it? I, I I think that's why the day community back then possibly chose the word because it meant pleasure, it meant fun, it meant sleeping with a lot of people and they were like, actually, yeah, we are gay. Well, it's, it's interesting that... I, the, the thing that I found most interesting is, yeah, that's weirdly a thing, that there's this whole idea of hedonism and pleasure-seeking. But don't forget, that actually derived from straight people sleeping with a lot of straight people right yeah so there's a bit of irony there that yeah that is where it's come from but it actually stemmed originally from the straights the gossip gaze are you feeling lonely in lockdown are you dreaming of a new dazzling dildo yeah that's a thing now or maybe you've been caught dry and need some lavish new lube 
Well, the Gossip Gaze and CloneZoneDirect.co.uk have teamed up to bring you 10% off your next order. From underwear to toys, we got you covered. Just enter the Gossip Gaze at the checkout. And remember, it's spelt with a Z. That's the Gossip Gaze at the checkout. CloneZoneDirect.co.uk. 10% off your next order. Now it's time for the listeners' letter part of the show. You went a bit. Oh, can I just say, Bill? You've just gone a little bit like Chanelly, you know, like that woman, <laughs> you know, like right, that yeah. woman with the parrot, and she only speaks to it in that weird American accent. You were like, "Oh, I just dropped you. Hold on. Oh, fucking hell! This is what you get when you're um, fucking socially distancing." Yeah, right. You're back on. You're in the ears again. Sorry, go on. I said, you sound like that girl who has that parrot, Chanel Chanelli. It's time for the listener's letter, part of the show, boys and girls. Chanelli. <laughs> she always says, hello, boys and girls. I hate that. I'm really start. Am I starting to be like a, a, a bizarre queer activist that will only, <laughs> only likes to be, make sure everybody's included? No, I think it's I cool. I don't see the problem with saying, hi, guys. I like to say it? guys and girlies, just because she says it on that thing, but... Just makes me laugh saying girlies. Hi, girlies. Yeah, to be fair, as a gay person, I call everyone she or girlies. This week's listener's letter comes from Kate and Lucas. Ooh, a double whammy there. Double whammy. Uh, Lucas is Kate's eight-year-old, just to be clear from the get-go. And this is coming this week and it says, Hello, lovely boys. Been listening to the podcast for the last few weeks and I absolutely love it. I've binged all your episodes and since we've been in lockdown... Oh, sorry. I've binged all your episodes since we've been in lockdown and I'm finally up to date. Please give us more. Ha 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 ha. Loads of emojis. Uh, I want to write you a letter. I wanted to write a letter to you because I love drag queens and RuPaul. And often when I have drag race on at home, and you've guessed it, I've been binging on that too. I let my eight-year-old son watch it with me. Don't worry, all the dirty stuff goes over his head. Do you know, I never really think of it as dirty stuff, but I suppose, is the dirty stuff in it? There's there's like innuendos, isn't there? Yeah, there's nothing like how's your head? Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway. She's wrote, anyway, lately he's expressed an interest in drag and I think he wants to try it for fun, which I don't see any harm with. His dad, however, doesn't like the idea and has since said he's not sure if he should be exposed to drag at an early age or that he should be allowed to watch Drag Race with me. I was debating buying my son something to dress up in if that's what he wants, but now I'm not sure if I should... Now, I'm not sure if I should, if his dad doesn't understand. What are your thoughts and how do you think I should navigate navigate the situation? Lots Ooh. of love, Kate and Lucas. Kiss, kiss, kiss. Right. Well, let's start by saying we both don't have children, do we? <laughs> we well, don't have kids. a four-legged, you know, lasserapso. No, we don't. Yes. We don't or have kids. Or a tortoise or a snake or multiple fish tanks. They're my only children, plus all the plants that I currently love <laughs> they're not kids though are they <laughs> they're not kids but i do look after them as if they are but this is a little bit different though yeah it's completely different <laughs> but i let's... would like to... go, go on. on no go on i'm gonna say i would like to start by saying i think it's great that you first got in contact with us and that your son has had an interesting drag at such an early age like i think that's fabby feels comfortable enough around you to 
you know what I mean? Like, it seems like you've got a great connection with your children there. Do you know what I mean? For them to, to be like this. I just think we're living in a different time. Like, let's just very quickly sum the letter up. We've got a parent here who watches Drag Race. She loves all things drag. And the son is watching it with her. And obviously, she's been binging it um, while on lockdown. And he's been watching it with her. And he now wants to dress up in drag. Um I think we should really start by saying, you know, he is eight. Just because he wants to dress up in drag now doesn't mean that he wants to A, be a drag queen or B, even has any inclination on his sexuality. And I think that's important to say to his dad. Do you know what I mean? Like, what he does now at eight isn't going to necessarily be what he does at 18. Exactly. What I was doing at eight, I'm still not doing now. Do you know know what I mean? If he wants to put on a little bit of a bloody dress and and prance your heels around the house after watching Drag Race with RuPaul playing in the background, he's just expressing himself. And and you know what? Maybe he will grow up and be be gay. Or maybe he will grow up and be trans or bi. Or a million and one things that he could grow up to be. However, I think stopping him doing what he wants is only going to be more damaging than actually just letting him express himself in the way he wants. I don't think Agreed. it has any any kind of... I'm just going to shut this door because the dog is chasing a fly around the house like a cat. Um, What was I saying? <sighs> Look, I think, I think at the end of the day, what you've got to deal with here is, is the dad. I yeah, think, I think let I the think son the dad's the issue there. How he wants. I mean, she's even put. How do you think I should navigate this issue? She's obviously thought these two are camp loud and opinionated. What would they say to the dad? So, what would you say to the dad if he was your friend? I would say he can do whatever he wants to do. Like he's eight years old. Like if he wants to do that, then let him. He's not harming anybody. He's not doing anything bad. He's not doing anything wrong. We should celebrate anything that he wants to do. I don't see an issue in it. I actually think. And I actually saw, I'm going back months now, six months, 12 months even. I remember me and Joe were in Costco and there was a little lad in there and he had like a Disney princess outfit on. Ah. He was just in Costco running up and down the aisles having fun in his Disney princess outfit. And I, I just don't see the problem. Like, in my opinion, I would encourage him to express himself in whatever way he wants. Obviously, he's watching Drag Race. That's his influence. Yeah. Maybe maybe try and watch other things. Like maybe throw two Wong Fu, thanks for everything Julie Newmar on. Maybe throw on um, Priscilla. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Maybe throw on... A musical here and there. All the all the ways of expressing himself. Obviously, drag is a very flamboyant way of expressing yourself. So maybe show him other ways. Maybe he wants to express himself flamboyantly, but because he's only watched Drag Race, and presuming he has not watched the other things, by the way, um, that's how he wants to express himself. So maybe show him other things. I remember when my mum... Weird that I've just remembered this, actually. I remember when my mum showed me Chicago... Oh, yeah. I sat in front of the tally. I was glued to it. I had never seen Fosse dancing. Yeah. You know, men with the tops off and all dancing and singing and all that jazz. And I was like, it took me to another world. 
And I knew that I wanted to be able to do those things that I just watched. And I must have watched that film Chicago with Renée Zellweger in a million times. It's a brilliant film. Yeah. Uh, so I'm I'm thinking the two issues... Let's separate the issues because I'm getting all ahead of myself here. I think with, with Lucas... Yeah, Lucas. I think with Lucas, um, show him as much arty, expressive, drag different things as you can and let him make his own mind up. And I think as as well, you're going to have a little bit more weight when you speak to his dad and be like, well, actually, he's watched all of this stuff and he's watched action films and he's watched football and he's watched everything. And out of everything he's watched, this is what he wants to do. So I'm not yeah. going to stop him doing that. When we went to DragCon, there was this moment that I that I saw when we was there. You was um, flogging your merch and getting pictures with people and I was stood there and there was this... He was probably about 10 years old this boy he was there with his mum and they were waiting to meet like a Dordilano or whoever it was around the corner and he had his makeup done it was so professionally done I don't know whether he did it himself his mum did it but it looked like someone from Mac had done it he had smoky Aww. eye he had everything going on and just to see him be there so happy in a full face of makeup his mum by his side it actually like choked me up a little bit like how how amazing his mum is to let him express himself and come to this massive convention where obviously he loves drag and loves all that and it was just such a nice moment to see and I think you should take a leaf out of that mum's book and just let him do whatever he wants to do because that was a lovely yeah. moment to see. And I mean, you only have to go and listen back to our first um, Mother's Day episode, uh, the one with the mothers, and hear how our mums were like, look, we always knew, we always knew that they were gay. You know, she, deep down whatever he is or whatever they turn out to be when they're older, you know, just let them thrive now. There's what I just don't see the harm in it. And, you know, maybe you should even angle it with the dad on like, why? Why do you not want him to? What are you afraid of? What are the reasons? I think if you just really challenge him and be like, what are the reasons you... Because obviously she's put in the letter, he's worried that he's been exposed to drag at an early age. So obviously the dad's worried, well, he doesn't know anything else. You're showing him drag race, so he wants to be drag queen. It's not fair. But I think, like I said, if you just go and show him as much different things that you can show him, musicals, different ways of expressing himself, he will come back to or focus on what he loves the most. Show him Glee. Show him, you know what I mean? Show him all these different things that are ways of expressing himself. These are just things I know of, by the way. There's going to be loads of other things that I have no clue on. Um, Don't stress out as well. I can hear you moving about and I can hear the dogs in the background. I can hear you stressing. It is what it is. The podcast is happening still. Um, Honestly, I really want this person. I've put my phone down. Kate. Ooh, girl, that dog in your street is not happy today. I know, today. it's fucking annoying, isn't it? Yeah. This is, yeah, this is the issue with recording in the day when everybody's home, but we'll we'll, we'll, we'll just deal with it. It's fine. Uh, I just want to wish my biggest love to Kate and Lucas, and also thank you for thank you for picking our podcast up for the first time during lockdown and binging on it. Uh, it means a lot, and it means a lot that you've written into us with your listeners, Lesser, because we love getting them. And we love dishing out advice. And I really, really hope that Lucas, if he wants, gets the dress that he so desires and gets to prance around the house all day. Yes! 
Oh my god, so have you seen Adele? Yeah. Her I've picture is going viral. That poster she that post she put up, um, where she's very clearly lost a load of weight. And I think she looks incredible, I think she looks amazing, and I think that should be applauded and I don't think that should it's basically had a lot of backlash of people congratulating Adele. I seen one tweet that said can we not congratulate Adele for losing weight like it, like it is the ultimate achievement? The news articles and tweets are disgusting. I'd like to clarify that Adele has accomplished many more amazing things in her career, which she should be celebrated for. Her body is not to be spoken about as if it's her only asset. It's cruel, it's unfair, and all body types are valid. I think that's a really valid point. And actually, you <clears throat> know how much of a massive, massive, massive Adele fan I am. Yeah. Um. You know, 100 mil- 120 million records sold, 15 Grammys, what, something like 18 Billboard Awards, five AMAs. Yeah. She's won an Oscar, a Golden Globe. She's got the fastest selling album on iTunes history. I can go on and go on and go on and go on. This is what I mean. So I think her, like, winning all those awards and getting all those things for music and everything, like, she's she's done that and that has been awarded and applauded and that that was before she lost any weight so that is her biggest achievements but i don't understand why we can't applaud her for losing weight and looking amazing as she has done because she has never really mentioned her weight like i saw a really good thing um from renee zellweger actually saying you know she has won all these similar to Adele you know she's won all these awards um she did five or six films won an Oscar and the number one question she would always get asked by interviewers is how do you stay so so skinny like what do you do and she basically was saying like how much it drives her crazy like she doesn't mention her weight but because she's a woman the world is fascinated with her weight and how she looks rather than her achievements. And yeah. I think the point is, no one's tweeting like, oh, it's Adele's 32nd birthday. Here are all her achievements under a belt. We love you, kind of thing. Everyone's going crazy over a weight loss, which of course, people are going to because it's a dramatic change. But it it does spark the debate, like, what should we be? Because a lot of the things are saying how beautiful she looks now. Oh my god, you look amazing. No one ever said them things before. So for for people who are in a bigger body, that that is making them feel less. I saw a really nice tweet that says, um, as a person who struggles with obesity, never mind overweight, it would never occur to me that Adele was overweight until people started celebrating her, her weight loss. Love you, Adele. Do you know what I mean? I, yeah. I do so understand I think the bigger that. picture is so I think I think there's two sides of the of the debate it's and the the two sides are basically s- slimmer people and people who aren't as slim so you're obviously on the slimmer side so you think it's fab to celebrate the weight loss and then obviously I'm on the bigger side so I've that's literally how I've broken it down because when I've gone through all the tweets and stuff all the body positivity people are the ones saying don't do that and obviously there's exceptions to the rule but I don't think if unless she opens up about it and wants to talk about it, then that leads us to talk about it. Does that make sense? But in my own personal experience, even people who when I lost weight and nobody knew that I was like people who I didn't see for a while potentially or knew that I was on like wanting to lose weight and saw that I had lost weight, the first thing they would do is be like, Oh my god, you look great, you've lost loads of weight. 
That is the yeah, first thing they would it's, say. It's and, natural. And, and if they didn't say that, I'd be like, why, why, why are you not saying that I've lost loads of weight? Because I have. It's quite clear that I have. And I've done it for a reason. Um, and I've worked fucking hard to do it. And I don't think there's anything wrong in people being like, wow, well done. I don't see... I don't see an issue in saying that, and I don't understand why people do have an issue with people who are saying that. That is because my that's, that is my you're opinion. Not, yeah, you're, but you're not in the public eye. She, yeah, she's a global global superstar, and people are are equating weight to beauty, and that's the problem. That's where the problem lies. People are saying, "Oh, how gorgeous she is since she lost the weight." So that's basically by saying that you are saying that. Fat people aren't good looking, or fat people aren't gorgeous. Oh, uh, I don't think. The problem. I, I don't think that's what we're saying when we're saying well done. She has gone on a body transformation. She was, she's quite clearly lost a lot of weight, and that's not easy to do. And it takes a lot of time, effort, and dedication, as we both know, because we've both been on diets plenty of times. And I just think we should be allowed to say, "Wow, well done! You look amazing." After this whole journey and process that she's been on she was beautiful she's always been beautiful she's been a beautiful woman bigger smaller whatever size she's got a gorgeous face do you know what i'm saying like weight 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 not included she's she's a beautiful woman in a face is she not but you've just done exactly what i'm talking about she's got a beautiful face saying that her body isn't right isn't nice i didn't say that because i just said bigger. skinny 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 or bigger she's always had a beautiful face so i think people still called her beautiful even when she was bigger no one's ever called her ugly um i don't know i don't know if people have called her ugly or not but what i'm saying is People are saying how gorgeous she is since she's lost weight. There's been a massive public thing she's trended on Twitter for the last 48 hours about how beautiful she is. So, obviously, when someone's in the public eye, there's a, there's a juicy there of of what things happen. I can't I can't say my point properly, but I think you're wrong. You think so? So, if she just posted that picture and no one no one commented or no one said anything, you think that's that's fine? Even though she's gone on a massive body transformation, which she um, has, people are gonna no matter what. Um, but we don't know her personally, and this is the problem with celebrity. We don't know why she's lost that weight either. <clears throat> she, so there's I, a million I, and one other <clears throat> reasons why she could have lost weight, other than she's gone on a massive body transformation. Like we actually don't know that yet because she's not publicly spoke about that yet. She could actually be suffering with an eating disorder, or she could be suffering with. Uh, stress-related eating disorder because obviously we do know that she's broken up with her second husband a while back um, and she was looking slim at her Christmas party and people did the same thing then. The last two times in six months that she's posted a public picture, there's been a massive thing on Twitter trending about her weight and I think, I think taking all that away, she's still a person and she's still going to see all this and it's still... It's it's not going to play her mental health any good that as soon as she's slim, everyone's talking about her. As soon as she's slim again, everyone's talking about her. She never had this much trending on Twitter when she won an Oscar. And that's a fact. So I think that's why people are saying... No one's saying, you know, if I knew Adele and I, and I was friends with Adele and she'd come round and lost weight... 
you know, and I knew her story and why she'd done it. And if it was due to diet, etc., etc., of course, we'd all be like, oh my God, you look amazing. Like your example, but we don't, the problem is we don't know her. She's a celebrity. And all these people that are commenting on how beautiful she is now are inadvertently saying that she wasn't beautiful before, unfortunately. And I think that's where the problem lies. No, I think that's where you're getting confused. I, I don't think anybody's saying that she was she was ugly or anything before. I Like, I know I wasn't saying that. Do you know what I mean? Like, I never thought Adele was ugly prior, but I also think she looked amazing and incredible now. Like, I don't... I never thought of her being ugly before. It just reinforces the, the whole skinny thing, doesn't it? And the whole concept that the slimmer you are, the prettier you are, or the more attention that you get. That's what it does. So, and you, and I know you as a person, you believe that, so you're not going to agree with me. <laughs> and I'm not going to agree with you, so we're going to have to agree on this one to disagree. I mean, even the fact that we're having this conversation now is making me feel a bit awkward. Because yeah. I'm a massive, massive... Because I'm a massive, massive fan of Adele. And obviously she's always, you know... She's been known to be bigger since she's come out. And, you know, we've even got a look at popular rap culture. Put my tongue back in. She's always been known as, you know, as a plus-size performer since she came out, you know, when she was chasing pavements back in the day. Yeah. Um, And every skit that's ever been... up of her on telly like look at drag race ginger mint she had cakes and she was just constantly shoving her face with cakes like she's got all this success but still people talk about her weight so has she lost this weight because she really wanted to or is it because of the external pressures of being a celebrity and all everyone ever talks about is her being weight we don't do you know what i mean the yeah. more we look into it and the more layers we peel back i think we need to start as a society Stop focusing on other people's weight. Do you not Full think that stop. though? Do you not think that those stems with like non-celebrities as well? Like, why do people go to Slimming World? Why do people do this? Why do people lose weight in general? Like that could yeah, then strip back to it. that. Yeah, but that's how that's how and Slimming like, World has us, made. We a... joke, we joke all the time. Fat gals, oh, we're fat gals, oh, da, 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 da. by me joking about it, I'm doing that because. That makes me feel better about how I look. And also, I know when people listen to this who are slightly bigger or have, you know, their own body issues, if yeah. they can laugh at it and laugh at themselves and make themselves feel better about themselves, then then in my mind, we're doing a good thing. Then that sort of indicates to me, though, that you're not happy. I'm not happy because people don't see me as, as good looking when I'm bigger. As soon as I lose weight... All the taps go up on Grinder. People that haven't spoke to me for ages all of a sudden start coming in my inbox. Um, so, so yeah, it, you know, even during lockdown, it's made me question: Why do I want to lose weight? Why do I want to be slim all the time? Why am I always yo-yo dieting? Yeah, and that's because of of how other people see me. And if I, yeah, go on. While I've been on lockdown, I've been eating what I want. I've been getting fatter. My boyfriend finds me sexy as ever. You know, I know he likes bigger guys. And I've not been body conscious. I've been sat around in my shorts, belly hanging out. And I've felt fab. I've felt sexy. I've felt fantastic during lockdown. And that's because there's been no external pressures of other people seeing me. And I know as soon as lockdown's up and I'm back on stage performing... 
I'll see people in the audience or I'll hear people talking about my weight again and it'll make me want to slim down. I feel like I'm getting emotional about it, but do you know what I'm saying? Like, actually, I'm, I'm re- I am actually really very happy right now and I'm, I'm back at a, a weight that six, 12 months ago, I'd be like, shit, I need to lose weight, I need to lose weight and I'd be crash dieting and I'd be skipping meals and I'd be injecting weight loss drugs into myself to stop me. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I'd be yeah. doing Slimming Wales and all of this stuff. But now I'm sat here with no external pressures, no one else to please. Actually really happy with my body. Like my boy like I just said, my boyfriend finds me sexy. I've been getting down and dirty fucking <laughs> five nights a week. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like I think yeah. it opens up the whole thing opens up a bigger a bigger conversation and the bigger conversation is about society and how we see bigger people. And a lot of people come at it with, oh, health, it's not good, don't promote obesity, it's not good for children. Everything always comes back to children. I literally saw something this morning about, you know, LGBTQ plus rights and someone managed to always bring back the children, bring back the children. Um, I don't know. I just want people to know when they're reading all these comments that like you've said, like I've said, I think Adele's always been beautiful. And yeah, she's skinny now, but it doesn't matter what size you are. I want people to know that they're valid and that they're celebrated. And nobody ever celebrates anybody for being big and beautiful. They only celebrate them when they've lost weight. And weight doesn't equal how much you're valued as a person, your worth, or how beautiful you are. That's, I suppose, that's my point like, on it. I suppose, like, in a way, you are right. Just like when I lost weight, I knew I was doing it because I weren't getting attention. Or I was like, obviously, you get the boys that you wanted. I was like 18, 19, like 16, 17 stone going to the clubs, like, nobody touching me. Drop drop down to 10 stone. And I was like, wow, this is is a completely different life. And the fact of the matter is, people do treat you differently when you are slimmer. Like, I have been on both ends of the spectrum and when I first lost the weight I can remember actually this is kind of like triggering a memory it's just like people I was getting all this attention and I remember thinking like to myself I'm exactly the same person on the inside as I was six eight months ago and I'm being treated like a completely different person like no one would even look at me prior to this and it actually did affect me a little bit so I kind of I am kind of seeing your point a little bit exactly so really why why are we all losing weight is it for ourselves and this is the thing this is what i'm saying adele hasn't come out and spoke about her weight the post that adele posted said i'd like to thank all of our first responders and essential workers who are keeping us safe while risking their lives you're truly angels she's not a celebrity that's on social media she doesn't live her life in social media on social media 24 7 yeah you know she clearly doesn't like the paps you know i've got a friend who works for virgin trains and she's before now booked out like the small end carriage from london to manchester yeah she's so that nobody asks her for pictures while she's with her kids like she's a very private person and she even said to the staff like look guys i'm 
when once somebody asked her for a picture, I'm really sorry, but I've actually booked this whole carriage for privacy with me and my kids, and I look an absolute mess. I was having a drink last night, and I'm really not in the mood for pictures. I hope you don't mind. Yeah. Like, so she's clearly a private person, and for the fact that the biggest trending thing for the last 48 hours has been her weight, I don't think that's going to be healthy on any person, no matter how successful you are. And I think we've got to put her at the centre of this and think... Do you know what I mean? What is she thinking when she goes online and all anyone is talking about is her weight loss? I feel like she knew, though, that people are going to talk about it. Like, she posted a picture thanking the workers, but it's just her in a hoop. She could have, if she wanted the privacy and not wanted to expose what she looks like now, she could have just put, like, some text up. Do you know what I mean? But I feel like she she's knew in the that public she was... Eye. What, she, what do you want her to do? Lose weight and then not, not leave a house again? Of course she it, it... knew people were going to, but what... I don't understand the point there. <laughs> like, Do you know what I mean? I know that we all post pictures for a reason a lot of the times. I know when I lost weight, I was posting loads and loads of pictures just because I wanted, I wanted the validation from people. We don't know that she's not thinking that either. Do you know what I mean? Of course. And this is it. We don't know what she's thinking. And until she comes out and says anything about her weight, then I don't think we have a right to even be discussing it. Really? To be honest. Well, yeah, because she's not come out and spoke about it. We That's because she's said, private, though. Like like you just said, she's a private gal. Maybe she don't want to talk about it. Maybe she just... So then why is the world, Why are we talking about it, then? Because we because should it's a because person. I think it's hard when it's a celebrity in that much of a public eye. Of course. When you, when you, you have that job, you know, yeah. you have to accept a certain percentage of you, you giving yourself up for the public. I mean... Yeah. Not in the same way at all, but, you know, even just being a drag queen on a local scene or, you know, on the UK scene and and you a DJ on a scene, that is not even a drop in the ocean compared to what these celebs have. But we still have people pass opinions on us. And yeah. That, I know how damaging that can be to me as a person. So I can only imagine what that would be like times a billion for Adele. Um. And I'm just, I hope that more people actually realise from this discussion that we don't need to be celebrating people's weight loss unless they want you to and they come out and say, this has been my journey, I've always battled with it, I'm finally happy, no, 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 no. Then great, she's come out and she's spoken about it and said, hey, this is what I want to talk to you all about. I wasn't happy before, da, 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 da. But what my thing is, why we why aren't we happy? Why wasn't she happy? Is it because she's always been the butt of the joke? She had all this success, all this fame, these amazing albums, these world tours, but people still mention her weight. She's got all them things, and Ginger Minj is still sat on Drag Race with cakes in her mouth. That would be damaging as a person. Wow. That's my stand on it anyway. And it, there's loads more. There's loads more to open, but I honestly love you to bits. But I'm definitely not going to agree with you on this one. I feel like the whole of this conversation, by the way, I've had like a real deep heartbeat, like murmur really? in my voice, like, oh my yeah, God. because it, because I know right now I'm living in in a bubble away from society. I can post the odd picture on. I know all the bears and the and the hairy chunky guys in the gay community who are beautiful, gorgeous guys are gonna are gonna comment and say, "Oh, you look great," and you know, and some other people. Don't get me wrong; I'm not just trying to exclude people by being inclusive here because that's the opposite of what I'm trying to achieve. But 
And now as soon as I'm back out there, I'm back on the road, I'm back at three, four different cities a week performing for people. I know people are going to talk. You know, when you're stood on stage, people forget you can see them. The amount of times I've been stood on stage and people have been like, oh, she's put weight on or, you know what I mean? Or back rolls. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's all those experiences as a bigger person that make me like think, well, why are they talking about that and not talking about how amazing I've just sang that song? (laughs) Which sounds really big-headed because obviously not all the time I'm amazing at singing a song, but... Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I understand what you're saying. So I think I think I can just relate so much to this Adele thing, even just on a on a minor on a smaller minor, minor, scale, minor yeah. scale. Um and I just think when I'm back out there in the real in the real world, if you will, how everyone else sees me will be put on to me and make me want to change again. Whereas right now I'm I'm lying on my bed and I'm feeling sexier than ever and I've got a chunky belly and a dad bod and and you know what as well I know that there's people bigger than me a lot bigger than me that 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 go out and live their lives so I'd hate I'd hate to feel how they feel when society puts their opinion onto them it's a tough one and I think we could sit here for hours we literally just recorded for 20 minutes and we've we've had to switch the microphones back on to record the end of this segment. Do you know what, though? I think it's because we both have such different experiences with our weight, I suppose, don't we? Like, Yeah. So I think yeah. that's what it is, and we've got a good debate to talk about. Like, we've both been through different things, and we're just relating it to this big, massive superstar who's also kind of done a similar thing that I've done, and you've been there when you've been bigger and smaller. So we just can relate to that experience a lot, I guess. So that's why we talked about it, lads. Yeah. And I think as well, because you were bigger and you lost weight, you know, you you see that as such an achievement in your life because it's something that you felt held you back. Yeah. Which, you know, it did because you let it hold you back. But re- really, you know, you could have achieved what, you were, what you've achieved had you not have lost the weight. Oh, see- because in my opinion, you've you've done all this in the last 12 months that when I met you... And you were with your ex-boyfriend. You were really shy. Yeah, but I also... And you'd be funny after a few drinks, don't get me wrong, yeah. but you were really shy. But I also think there's so many other things leading up to that moment that would of have course. never have got me there, do you know what I mean? If I didn't have lost the weight. Like, I just see my weight loss as a massive achievement in my life and I wouldn't have got to where I am right now, of course. speaking on this microphone, if I didn't have lost the weight. I don't think I would have got a got a job on Canal Street working in a bar and then met all my friends and then done this. And like that to me just, I just feel like if I didn't lose the weight, that wouldn't have happened for me. I don't know why. But I think it's just because that's the sequence of events that happened in your life. You lost the weight, then that happened, then that happened. So you, you, you link all those things together. Like how many people do you know that are big, big people that work on Canal Street that they've not lost the weight and got the job? Yeah, there's hundreds. So, you know, I think... I think you need to give yourself a bit more of a pat on the back and a bit more credit because actually it's Billy the personality. It's the people that know you and your good qualities about being caring, about being nice, about all of those things that have got you where you are, not the fact that you lost weight. But because you were so unhappy with how you looked and because you didn't get the attention that you so desired, yeah, you did the weight. Yeah. And also, don't get me wrong, Bill, since I've known you, you strive to change your body. 
Like we sat yesterday on the phone for half an hour joking about things that we'd get if we had unlimited money yeah. <laughs> surgery. And you were like, I'll get this. And I was like, I'll get this and I'll get that. And I'll get lipo yeah. and I'll get this. And we do it all the time. Yeah, we do. But being honest and, and thinking about it, like we, why are we doing that? Who's it making happy? Of course, we know it's going to make us happy. But is it making us happy because society tells us that our bodies aren't valid? You know what I mean? Oh my I feel like we are going to have to get to a point in our lives where we accept this is how we look. That's, that is, I think, a very difficult thing. And anybody who has done that, I like congratulate them, no matter how you look. And if... Well, that's ultimate happiness, is it not? Of course it is, yeah. And that's very difficult to find. Well, let's leave it here. I yeah. think this could be an ongoing topic, actually, because once the listeners get hold of this, they'll have an opinion and they'll either side with you or they'll side with me or there'll be something in the middle or they'll throw a curveball in and let us know. So if, you've, if you're listening to our ramblings today about body issues, about Adele, about, about all of that, let me know. Let us both know what you think of it by getting involved in our socials. What are our socials, Bill? It's at the Gossip Days with a Z on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can also email us. That is the Gossip Days with a Z at gmail.com. And that's it, yeah. Get involved. Brilliant. God, I'm, I'm literally, I'm going to pop the mic down now. I'm going to go for a really big number two yeah. because I had another coffee before we had this conversation. So maybe part of how I felt was the fact that this <laughs> was doing a full body ah. cleanse. And, <laughs> and we'll pick up after this little short break, Bill. Brilliant. The Gossip Gaze. Wow. I think we had a range of emotions there in that show. I mean, that was... Wow. wow. Do you know what, I feel though, like I need Bill? to lay down. Yeah, and you know what... I love that the fact that our friendship is strong enough that we can literally be like, no, you're wrong to each other. Yeah. But, st- like, of course there's no hard feelings. And also... <laughs> of course. Of course. No, I know. But <laughs> we're I not like going we to fall out over Adele, are we? Not for out. me and you. We know that. But I'm just saying it for people listening. Right, And, yeah. you know, we're both coming at issues with our own experiences in life. And, and you know, we, we're using our own emotions to fund topics of conversation so of course there's gonna be moments that we're like no i think yeah. you're wrong bitch. <laughs> um really interested to think to hear what any of the listeners think this week um we try and be as body positivity and as um all inclusive as possible and obviously we also understand that we're two <laughs> white privileged gay men um, that are running the show. So, you know, we can only give what we can give. And I think we try and do our best for our community and our queer people around us. Are we right? That's all we want. That is all, all we want. want. That's all yeah. we want. We wanted to create a show that we wanted to listen to, that we felt wasn't out there. We love, love, love so many other queer LGBT podcasts. That's why we wanted to do it. But we also wanted to fill a gap that we thought was missing. And that's and no we're filling shade. That gap. Yeah, and that's absolutely no shade on some of the absolutely record-breaking, amazing uh, LGBT podcasts that are out there. Which, by the way, I think we should probably give a few of them a shout-out since um, we had the listener's letter this week from Kate, who said she found us during lockdown. I think there'll be loads of people 
I mean, we've seen a spike in listeners, so I think there'll be loads of people that are listening to us new because of lockdown that might not know about other other gay podcasts. So what else is there out there that you listen to? Um, so another podcast I listen to is A Gay and a Non-Gay. Yes, that's what originally got me into podcasts, actually. A Gay and a Non-Gay. Yep. Who else? Um, we've got Homo Sapiens. Will Young used to be on that, and he's no longer part of it. But Homo Sapiens yeah, I wanna, is a good one. I want to know what's gone on there because they've not. I'd, from what I've seen, they've not said why Will Young is not doing it anymore. However, I can't wait to listen to the brand new series. I think it's season four, and Stephen Fry is their first guest. That's really cool, and also. He's probably just been sacked because he ate down the microphone all the time. <laughs> all he did was eat on that microphone. Oh my god! I was I like, "Will stop eating?" God, he could not. He, he was like he was eating quavers the whole show. Anyway, <laughs> gay and a non-gay. <laughs> gay and a non-gay. Uh, Homo sapiens. We got what's the tea with Michelle and Rue. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's there's podcasts oh, popping up left, right, and centre for the for the queers, isn't there? So, yeah, there is support one another they're all fabulous um and you know what you you're falling in and out of love with them i know i've been listening to ones and then after a couple of while thinking you know what they're starting to annoy me now i know them or i love them even more i can't stop listening so i'm sure that's happened with our listeners but yeah just a little shout out to some other equally as fabulous uh podcasts there and I hope whatever you're doing during this time, you're having a nice time. I hope that whoever you're in lockdown with, you're getting on with them. Remember, if you need to talk to anyone, make sure you put your own mental health and how you're feeling right now at the top of your to-do list. I think that's a lovely way to end. Me too. See you next week. See you next week, Bill. Love you. Thousands of people listen to the Gossip Gaze every week. And we can help deliver your brand message to a targeted audience. So if you want to be part of the Gossip Gaze and connect with engaged audio listeners, get in touch. Just email sales at audioalways.com and find out more about how podcast advertising and sponsorship could work for you. That's sales at audioalways.com.